0: Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. We are through our second round, and wow, actually it was surprisingly a good buy round for us. Um, I'm here with Josh again this week. Josh, mate, how'd you go for round 16?
1: Yeah, mate, pretty solid. Uh, yeah, as you were saying, mate, just like a pretty steady week by, by us, which was nice. Went up a little bit, nothing too crazy, um, but... Yeah, top 700 now, which is which is handy. And then uh, I think this is arguably even like a trickier week than last week with just, I guess, a lot of folks having Bulldogs, Sharks, Tigers players. So, um, yeah, hopefully we can help some people out.
0: Yeah, I know I'm going to be struggling this week. I have seven players on the bye, and I really don't want to get rid of any of them at the moment. So I've got some hard decisions to make uh, this week. And I would I would kind of agree with you there. This week seems like a lot harder, especially with... A few players, you know, not being included or being included out of positions like your Lemuelus, like your Hoskins, all those kind of guys. So we'll touch on those as we go through this week. But I just want to touch on something a bit non-fantasy related at the top of the show regarding uh, Ben Hunt. I guess a bit of a controversy corner here. Um, Just want to get your opinion. What do you think the Dragons should do with him um, for the rest of this season now that he's asked for an immediate release?
1: Yeah, it's kinda of come out of nowhere, right? Eh? Um, guess a new coach and everything like that. I don't know. It's not like the dragons are gonna win it. May as well get rid of him, free up the cap and start blooding whoever's next. I think anyway, like I don't think there's that much point to, to keeping him. They've pretty much I'm not sure if they're mathematically out of the equation for finals, but they pretty much are. Um, yeah, so I think well, at this
0: point. Yeah, they're they're probably not going to be making the eight. Um, and I mean, they're really they're really sticking to the fact that they want you know a Monet, they want Sloan, they want Sullivan to be their their spine going forward. But to be honest, they're they're just not there yet. I think they need another year or two. But yes, they need to get experience. But it's just you can't just chuck them in the NRL realm and expect them to perform and. You know, if, the, if if you're chucking them into the team and the Dragons fans, you know, want to win games, they want to be, you know, challenging for the eight, challenging for finals, they're not going to get there within the next year or two. So it's going to be, yeah, a bit of a tough road ahead for the old Dragons,
1: unfortunately. I think so, mate. Yeah, just I think the big rebuild, hopefully they can get, yeah, like a Shane Flanagan or, has he a confirmed signed? as the new coach yeah, with or Yeah, Flanagan's confirmed, yeah. Okay, yeah. I think that'll be good for him and just get that rebuild started. But I guess my, I'm just more kind of interested, where is he going to go to? Like, yeah. I think it'd be really interesting if he went to the Broncos and played as a hooker for the rest of the season, just because, I don't know, I don't really rate Billy Walters. <laughs> Imagine having <laughs> Ben Hunt as your, as your nine for the rest of the year. They're already well, at the top of the table. So I think that would like really boost them up in the premiership stocks. Or if they go for like a, a Titans, maybe they take Tanner Boyd's job. Who knows? Um, <laughs> would obviously love that as a Tanner Boyd uh, hater, but <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. Um, that's kind of what I've been more looking at is mm, where's he going to go?
0: Yeah, that's fair. I think the Titans, Dolphins, uh, I mean, potentially the Broncos, but I don't know how much cap space they really have to fit him in, to be honest. that's the That's the main thing for most of these teams is having the money to – to Splash, probably the Tigers potentially as well. I mean, there's a few teams that definitely could use a half at the moment or even a hooker to be fair. But sure, yeah. uh, let's get into these team lists. So we'll go through all the the main... Uh, changes for these teams not every team because some of them are pretty stock standards so we'll start with the the first game of the round which does have some interesting inclusions which is the Dragons and the Warriors so Jack Bird and Jack DeBellin have been named to return for the Dragons and for the Warriors we have have uh, Dylan Walker returning uh, along the interchange and still no Tamari Martin so Luke Metcalf holds that half spot for the time being so for the Dragons DeBellin and uh jack bird what are your thoughts
1: there yeah really handy for those who held jack to bell and i think anyone who was in our dms and asking us about trading i was like hang on to him it's a head knock he, he should be right for this round and it seems like he is so good news for that hopefully he plays like another big 80 minute performance this week and continues to do that over the the rest of the year plays that 19 buy as well which is really handy jack bird is really interesting. A lot of people sold him, I think, with the, you know, the soreness ACL uh, injury that's kept him out. I'm, yeah, really hesitant to kind of jump back on him. I want to, I guess, see one or two weeks from him, I think. And even still, I'm kind of hesitant to jump on him. But, yeah, the center position is just a real wasteland at the moment, even with guys like Lemuelo going down, uh, Joe Manu's back in the... He's actually playing center this week as well, so his stocks have gone down a little bit, I think. It's kind of a really tricky position, so I'm, yeah, not really sure what to do with the center position generally and also Jack Bird.
0: Yeah, Jack Bird's a hard one. I think you probably got to see him in first. You don't want to be trading him in just to see him, you know, play 50 minutes and get... 30s, maybe 40s, if he's lucky. So probably one that you've got to give a, another week or two before you jump on, just to make sure that he is playing closer to 80 minutes. Otherwise, you pick him up, he plays 50. Cause you know, averaging around 30 to 35 isn't what you want from um, a gun center, especially one that costs you nearly 700k as well. So uh, probably one just to give a look. I think this week, but yeah, Jack DeBellin is another one that if you've held on to, keep an eye on him because you know I don't know if he's going to jump straight back into playing 80, but it was only a head knock for... He only missed one week with that Cat 1 um, head knock, so he should be playing 80 again now that he's missed the the last two weeks. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we've had a few questions as well around Luke Metcalf and him being a bit of a bye um, this week. What are your thoughts there, especially with Tamari Martin not even
1: amongst the squad yet? He's interesting. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we talked about him a lot in the offseason after that one you know, cameo he had in the trial. He's only gone up 58K, so I think there's still some more money to be made here. I don't know. I think there's a lot of good options. you got guys like Dejan Asi, who I really like, or Jack Cogger. And I think I'd probably prefer them slightly over Metcalf. Metcalf will play this 19 buy. I've also got Oluwapu. I'd, be, I'd probably like hold Oluapu versus going to a Metcalf. That's probably like a little bit sideways for me, so I think it's a little bit team dependent. And really, like if you're trading at a half, I think you should be targeting like a, a Sean Johnson, a Hines, um, and then maybe even just holding off and waiting for Cleary to come back. So that's probably the way I'm leaning. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, I kind of agree. I think you know Cogger and um, Oluwapu. I mean, if you hold on to him are probably two better options over Metcalf, especially with that looming, you know, Tamari Martin returning from his leg injury. That's the, that's the big one. If, if Tamari Martin was named like on the bench or amongst the reserves or something like that, I'd be a lot more confident uh, going Metcalf um, than I am right now, especially without him in the, te- without Tamari Martin in the team. So probably one just to, to avoid for now, unfortunately, cause we just don't know still where he sits in the pecking order. Um. And also Mitch Barnett as well uh, is out of the team. I think he has a concussion or a suspension or something like that. So he'll he'll still come back into this team, but it also means that um, Finul Blake should have another bit of a boost in scores as well this week without Barnett um, soaking up some of the minutes. So AFB should score quite well this week if you're
1: still holding on to him. For sure, yeah. And he's he's really interesting as well for this next buy buy round of 19 too because he's going to be the top priced forward or at least one of them playing so interesting option for folks if they want to kind of spend up and see what they get with afb we do probably think he's a little bit overvalued like he's got some tries and stuff in his average but keeps producing to be fair so yeah definitely getting 50 plus
0: scores so afb is a one to keep an eye on for round 19 uh, moving on to the Dolphins taking on the Eels. Sean O'Sullivan has been named amongst the reserves, and everyone's favorite, Tavare, has been named in the centers, with Branko Lee uh, missing out this round due to a leg injury. And who else do we have? McGrady as well on the wing uh, for the Dolphins. He scored, I think he scored 10 tries in the last nine games or something like that. And he has, over his um, last year or two, he has 57 tries in 55 games. So. Uh, plenty of tries in that winger, Um, but we'll see how it translates to the NRL level. Uh, for Parramatta, we see Maddo go back to the bench with uh, Moses coming back into the team being named uh, post-Origin, but we'll see how that pans out tonight. Um, what do you think here with these Dolphins players, especially Tavare in the centres? Is it likely that Branko Lee comes back and takes this spot next week?
1: I think so, yeah. They've shown kind of throughout the season that they're gonna go back to Branko when he's fit, even though he's usually only fit for about 50 minutes of the game uh each time he plays. But uh <laughs> you know, I really hope they they stay with Val there on the on the in the centers. But I think uh he's kind of an interesting option for for 19, given that the centers is a bit of a wasteland at the moment. The kind of nice thing as well is that his break-even is 16. So he could definitely hit that this week. But um, I think you can afford to kind of give him a week given he's still pretty pretty low in price, around 312K. So I think that's what I'm going to be doing. And then if he has another good week and it looks like Brenko is going to be out kind of long-term, maybe I'll pull the trigger and get an extra number in the centres for round 19.
0: Yeah, it's really a tricky one um, with Tavare. Definitely a cautionary tale, to say the least. He just, he played lock one game, he's off the bench another game, playing in the centres for another. I think they're trying to get him into this team, but there's no clear path for him, um, especially when they consider Aitken and Lee as their two first graders. So, yeah, a bit, bit difficult to go safely to Tavare this week because you just don't know what his longevity in that team's going to be, unfortunately. Um but you could just risk it and chuck him on the emergencies. It's not a terrible option considering he's only 300K. Um, but, you know, some weeks you'll be able to play him, other weeks you just won't. So, yeah, one to one to be very cautious of. Uh, and Lemuelu as well on the bench with Felice Kafusi and Kenny Bromwich named in the back row. Mate, I know you're a big Lem fan, but <laughs> uh, I think his time might be up in most people's fantasy teams.
1: Yeah, it's a shame, isn't it? Um I'm still going to wait and see with him. There's just no good options in the center position. So I think he can uh, let him hang out there for a little bit. He's obviously got a big break even. He could bleed a little bit of cash. I kind of think he's going to win back this spot just because I'm a believer. But yeah, I can see myself at least hanging on to him until round 19 and then maybe reassessing if there's any other good center cover.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a risky hold. I think I'm leaning more to the sell side with Lemuelu, but I I agree with why you want to hold him. There's really no good centers at the moment, um, especially this week. It's going to be so hard to to find a good player in center. Like you want to pick up players like maybe a, a Gagai, you know, a Farnsworth, a Farnworth, Farnsworth, Farnsworth, and maybe even a Campbell Graham. He's pretty cheap at the moment, but. They're not playing 19, so that becomes, you know, the difficult part is getting a good center in that just doesn't play 19. So Bird looks the best one. Campbell Graham? Is he playing 19? Yeah, Yeah, Rabbits play 19. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Campbell Graham, I actually don't mind then as an option. But Um, obviously that origin. Origin selection for 19 as well could be in contention, depending on how the Blues go. If the Blues lose this game, which, you know, I'm pretty sure they will be close to um (laughs) yeah graham could get called in for that third game so yeah i would be still a bit cautious with him bird looks the best option but he's very overpriced at the moment and we don't know how that's going to turn out with the dragons so yeah just very very hard
1: do you think he's more likely to go into the blue squad if they lose or if they win like does not if they lose the result on okay so the result on origin like if they win you think there's like no chance they bring him in Correct.
0: If they win, there's no chance they bring him in just because they've got Stephen Crichton playing in the team now, and they've also got Latrell Mitchell on the line. So you'd assume if they win, they're pretty happy to have Crichton as the backup and play Latrell in game three. Um, Yeah, Burton is kind of ahead of him as well. Yes, as well as as that, like you know, 18th man type player. It does. It just doesn't look like they're going to go for Graham at all. So, not a terrible center option. Um, leading up to 19, I think. But, yeah, wait and see what happens tonight for for Origin. Yeah, nice. It's the same kind of with Mitch Moses and Nico Hines, right? Like, if the Blues win this game, Moses probably gets picked for game 19, for game 19, for round 19, game three. Um, And Hines, Yeah. yeah, stays on the pine and you can play him in round 19, so.
1: Let's go Blues.
0: Yeah uh i mean that's in terms of team lists. looking at all these other ones that's pretty much it in terms of huge changes i guess the other big one is for the panthers zach hosking has been named amongst the reserves and he's also been named in the starting team for new south wales cup so likely missing out on the team this week with Liam martin named to start but it obviously depends how he backs up from origin uh hosking stocks plummeting as we speak what are your thoughts there
1: Definitely plummeting as we speak. Um, I'm pretty happy to move on from him if I had him just because he's not going to play that 19 as well. Um, yeah, assuming folks need cover for that, I yeah, can definitely see why you would trade him out for, you know, a John Bateman or a Tohu Harris Hosking, not Hosking, he is Hosking, Hopgood, um, anyone like that. To kind of get an extra number for 19, I would be doing that for sure. And people are going to be struggling to get numbers this week. So, yeah, I can understand getting rid of him as well for that reason. Yeah, that's fair. Just to touch on that, how many are you planning
0: on playing this week? Like, do you think you're going to get a full 17? Um, I think
1: I'm going to have 16. Okay. We will see. Like, the one that's really throwing a dagger into it is Fainu as well, uh, getting yeah. dropped, which he would have probably been the 17th number for me. Um, And then Luki as well, obviously going down last week kind of through a spanner and things. But yeah, I guess it depends if I want to use three trades or just two. Yeah, that's good. How many trades do you have left? I've got four and I've used one so far this round. So I'm going to make at least one more, I think. So yeah, getting, getting close. Yeah. Yeah. You can't,
0: yeah, it's not, uh, it's not coming soon enough. I think the fact that there's three rounds left and most people are less than five trades, it's going to be tough leading up to that, uh, that, uh, influx of trades. Um, I've got eight at the moment, so I've held off quite a lot, um, with trading and I've still been doing okay. I think this week I'm just going to have to bite the bullet and, play with fifteen, I think it is at the moment. And that's only if, you know, everyone from Origin backs up. So yeah, it's gonna be tough times for, for the old drop bears um this week.
1: <laughs> See, this is the prime example to different fantasy mantras. Daniel's holding on to trades. I'm always like, get get your numbers on the park. If you're running low on trades, just hope for the best. <laughs> Yeah, the only reason I'm holding on to trades is because of
0: last year and how, you know, detrimental it was when I got to like round I think it was around like twenty three, twenty four, and I had none left. So yeah, I think this this year I'm just trying to hold on to as many as possible so I can get through the last few rounds of the season pretty pretty much unscathed, hopefully. But you know there's going to be injuries leading up to finals. It it happens every year. So yeah. Gotta be gotta be cautious, I think. Yeah.
1: Anyway, moving on to think- one Oh, yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, I think once these next eight come in, it's almost going to be for me like eight emergency trades that I'll only be using when people are like injured and stuff like that. I said that now, I'll probably change my yeah, mind. Gonna once, say- I, <laughs> once I get them, I'll get a little trigger happy, but the, okay. that's like the thought in my back of my head at least.
0: Yeah, I I think everyone's like that. It's like, oh, no, those eight, I won't use too many. You know, I might use one or two and then I'll leave the rest there and it'll be fine. But then you get to round 20 and you're like, geez, I need to spend four just to fix my team. Then, so, you know, oh, someone gets injured that round nice. you're spending. What's that? Oh, Dave Feeder'd be nice. You oh, yeah. There, Maybe even know? a Payne Haas, chuck him in, you know. Mm, yeah. Some of these guys, Harry Grant after Origin, yeah, get him in. Yeah, sure,
1: sure. <laughs> then you've got no trades by round 21. Great. It's all right. There's no injuries that happen between rounds 22 and... Well, there is an extra round as well this year. It goes to 27, right? So, yep. how good? Yeah. Another another round
0: to worry about trades for. Great. Love it. Uh, okay. That's... I mean, that's pretty much it for the team lists. There's a lot of like positional changes with Nasco in a back row, but to be honest, fantasy-wise, not too relevant. Uh, if people have specific questions about those, feel free to just send them through to our Instagram page. We'll cover them off there. Um, but moving on to draft options this week, have you got your eye on any particular players that, you know, you can, you can plug and play this
1: week? Yeah. Plug and play. You'll have to give me a second, but, uh, the one that I really wanted to highlight was, uh, Sean O'Sullivan. I think he's a must add for pretty much every league. I've tried to pick him up. Actually, I've picked him up in both of mine. Um, yeah. Which is really handy. I think he could be a forty-five plus averaging guy for the rest of the season. Looked pretty good when he's um when he's been on the park. He obviously has missed a decent amount of time with that peck, but yeah, the Dolphins actually probably barring last week where they had a bit of a shocker, right? But um, have for the most part, looks pretty good. So I think yeah, he's a really really good pickup. I'm also kind of interested in Jazz Devunga. From memory, it's around round 20 when he comes back, and he obviously had that really nice start to the season, so I'd be interested in him as well. Now I've got to double-check the casualty ward, make sure he's coming back at some point, but he's kind of one that I'm eyeing off. Uh, I've seen Jai Arrow dropped in a few leagues as well. I'm really interested in picking him up if, if he's available in your league. And I guess plug and plays, mate, we've got a few guys on here, like Luke Metcalf, who we talked about, really like him. Dan Saifidi for the, for the mids is a pretty interesting option as well. I think they're probably the ones I'm kind of looking at. Bullimore, he's one that edge spot. If you're kind of desperate, he plays, he's a jewel as well. They're kind of the ones that are coming to mind.
0: Yeah, there's a few there. Uh, I think I kind of like Jed Cartwright as well from the bunnies, the fact that Jacob host has been, you know dropped from the team altogether about time. um good that good <laughs> that Jed Cartwright's coming through. Um, and even Finaffuyaki from the Cowboys, if Jeremiah Nani doesn't back up from origin, I could see him getting you know close to eighty in that back row spot and getting some you know pretty decent scores. you can see from his scores that he's you know put up decent numbers with only fifty, sixty minutes of game time. So, if he gets closer to 80, he could be putting up some you know, pretty, pretty big scores. So another one to keep an eye on there.
1: I like it, mate. And one of the guys we haven't really talked about, classic or, or draft, but this bloke from the Knights, the Dylan Lucas, center only, starting edge this week. What are your thoughts on him?
0: Ah, uh, yeah, I don't think there's too much to read into there. Um, the fact that, uh, Lockie Fitzgiven has been, uh, ruled out this week with a, with a concussion means that he'll probably be out of the squad next week. So I wouldn't be too, like, he's a good player this week. Should see a b- pretty big score. Um, but in terms of classic, you know, picking him up for fantasy to try to make a bit of cash off him. Sure. You'll make, you know, 40, 50 K this week, but he'll be back to the bench in no time. So I wouldn't be rushing out to get Dylan Lucas, I don't think.
1: 100% agree, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's just too many middle forwards there. And the fact that they've got, like, you know, Brody Jones, Jack Hetherington around, they can also play on an edge. Bit uh, Even Jack Johns at a pinch, bit bit risky, I think.
1: Agreed, mate, yeah.
0: Moving on to your buy-hold cells, uh, who do you have as a buy?
1: The first one that I'm pretty interested in, Toe Harris uh just a weapon he's playing this week he'll play 19. he's probably the one yeah i think he's just a really nice one to have for this this buy period and he's a pretty nice upgrade target like i've got a little bit of cash after you know downgrading from cleary and a few others so i'll be going from olwapu up up to tohu to kind of just yeah give me a consistent 55-ish going forward and then I'm also quite interested in uh, one of your mates from the, from the Eagles, Brendan Hans. Uh, negative break even this week. He's playing big minutes there for the Eagles. Going to be a really handy number for round 19, potentially, for those who I had Robson and now I've got Turpin kind of looking for a hooker option for round 19. So I'm really considering... Hands as well um, should make a bit more money. Could be a really handy kind of like fifteenth, sixteenth player moving forward. Even once Hodgson is out, which I think is more inevitable thing. But I think Brennan Hands could get the dominant role in this team. Like I think he could be the guy who plays sixty plus minutes or fifty five plus, and uh, Hodgson's kind of the change of pace. Moving forward, um, what are your thoughts, mate? Brendan Hands.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's been... He, uh, he can play 80 minutes, which is the biggest, biggest upside for Brendan Hands at the moment. Um, and like you said, very handy player. Um, very handy. I think that, yeah, it's just when Hodgson comes back. Like, they've invested in Hodgson, I think, Parramatta, even though he hasn't been at his best. So it's one that... I just think as soon as Hodgson comes back in, he's probably going to lose that top spot um, in the team, that starting role. So, I mean, I'd love to see him play more because he's shown that he's a you know great player, plays off the front foot, doesn't throw forward passes, which is good as much as Josh Hodgson does anyway. Um, but, yeah, I, I just it's just so hard when there's so many other hookers around like your Turpins, like your Simpkin, like Robson. You know, there's plenty of other hookers there that... Um, a lot of fantasy coaches have. So adding another one to the list can
1: be a bit a bit difficult. Yeah, I can definitely understand that. Folks we're running with, yeah, two plus. Like, if I get him, I'll have three there, which is probably too many. But I think hooker is one of these positions, like, if you're going to overstack on any position, I think, like, a hooker, your mids, or even, like, a half is, like, a really good position to overstack on just because... Usually these guys are going to be getting 40 plus points. So they're pretty handy, like emergency or like last interchange change that you can use for a loop or something like that. Uh, he does have the buy next week, um, yeah. the 18 buy, but I think that one's going to be a pretty easy one to cover for most coaches. So yeah, man, I'm pretty interested in him. I think I'm going to pull the trigger, but we'll, um, we'll see how we go, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean it's not a bad shout. He's got that neck injury, so we're not sure what his return date will be. Um, but for the time being, yeah, Brad Arthur's happy playing him eighty minutes, so he'll definitely get the minutes in the team.
1: What about your holds? I think you're just looking to hold as many of these guys that are on the buy this week, even though, um, like it's you know a tricky week in E numbers. Like, don't sell a Nico Hines. I wouldn't be selling a John Bateman. Any of these kind of upper echelon guys seem like people selling Jareen Buller, which I think is... I don't think it's a crazy idea, but I think it's just... I don't know. You're trying to outsmart the room. Everyone's got him. I'd be pretty happy just locking him into your team. He's been pretty good, even though with... You know, the Tigers losing a bunch of spine plays recently. Um, still got 36 last week, which is pretty solid. And, you know, we know he's got those big scores in him as well. So I'd just be looking to hold those kind of guys and not try and, yeah, smart the room.
0: Yeah, I mean, since since he's come into the team, he's been like a top five scoring winger fullback. So I... Yeah, and the fact that he got a 36 kind of is probably tempted people to sell him especially when he's worth 600k, but you look at the three rounds before that and he scored in the 60s. So I wouldn't be rushing to get out Buller, especially because this is his last buy round and then he plays the rest of the season as well. So uh yeah, definitely one to one to hold on to. Um but I guess what are you what are you more like the ones, the players that are on the buy, obviously they're, they're good sell targets cause you can get an extra number, but what are your ones that you're probably more likely to sell than others? Like I've got Oluapu as a hold, but I know you think of him as a sell. Uh, but what are your thoughts on Preston? Cause he's one that players are you know, well fantasy coaches are looking at that aren't quite sure whether to keep him in the team or not.
1: I'd be pretty happy to hold him as well. I sold him probably a little bit too early. Um, Wish I'd have held him because, yeah, he's been he's been great, honestly. Like, pretty consistent. He's still got the, you know, 60-plus scores in him. So that kind of, like, high ceiling. Pretty solid base as well, like, around that 45, uh, close to 50 most weeks. I guess it depends. It's kind of, like, team-dependent. If you've got a bunch of edges, which my team's actually kind of struggling for now, weirdly, with, like, Lukey and a couple of guys going down, but... Yeah. I'd be I'd be happy to hold him, I think, mate. Yeah, that luxury.
0: Yeah, I agree. I don't have that luxury, but I'm going to hold on to it anyway. <laughs> uh what about your cells? We've kind of touched on a few like your Hosking, your Luki. Um what about your other cells?
1: Yeah, I think they're the two obvious ones. Uh and then there's another few guys in here that like you could sell, I think they're probably more luxury sells, like a, a Lemuelu if you wanted to kind of cash them out at this point. If you could sell Billy Smith and you could upgrade him, I would try to do that. Those two kind of stand out for me, at least in my team, and kind of like cross the board. But other than that, I'd be just kind of... Yeah, it's kind of like team-dependent. I'd be looking at trying to maximize your numbers for this round, and if it means you have to sell... You know, someone who's kind of just been plugged not long, I don't mind doing that as well if it's going to, you know, give you an extra number for this week that's, you know, could maybe jump some ranks for you.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's fair. The big one that I think we haven't really spoken about much that 25% of coaches have still is Alamotti. Um, he does play around 19, but he's already down to 370K and will drop even further with a break-even of 45 once he plays next week. So if you need to steal a number away from, you know, one of these Tigers or Bulldogs players, um, Alamotti is probably the, the best avenue, I think, to do that.
1: Yeah, I imagine that 25%, there's a fair few kind of ghost teams that have made their team at the start of the season and not, uh, not kind of followed through with it. But if I was an active player and had Alamotti, that's 378K. That's like, for me, pretty close to bottom dollar. I think at that point, you've let him drop so far. Like, is it worth just holding on and hoping he hits back form again? <laughs> I don't know. Um, that's, Depends I'd when you picked hard. him up,
0: to be fair. If you had him from the start of the season, that's still, you know, 150K higher than when you bought him. But, yeah, sure. if you brought him in mid-season, it's a bit, uh,
1: yeah, a bit of a rough go. Because he was close to 500K at one point, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, I think his highest was around
1: 450, 460.
0: Or uh, 427. I think
1: oh, there you go. So not a huge peak. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah,
0: definitely an extra number there to be made.
1: Sure, I feel like most people won't have that luxury. Like, they'll need numbers for this week. So if you had that luxury... Oh, well, I guess he's on the buy this week. So, yeah, I can understand why folks would do it.
0: Yeah. Righto uh fan questions let's get stuck into them. if you have a fan question for us to answer on the pod head to our instagram page we put up a post every or well, a post we put up a story every week just before we record uh on the tuesday afternoon um at footy brains pod that is so first question for you josh is liam martin a pickup now that hosking's out and i really like this one because martin is very cheap at the moment you know he's gone from the um, from having that injury to being put on the bench, then having, you know, re injuring it and trying to come back. So he's had a few scores in his last five, uh, a few low scores, that is. Uh, what are your thoughts around Martin?
1: Yeah, not for me, mate. I can see the appeal, like he's dropped a bit of price and stuff like that, but I just think there's a better options in the position. I think at this point, like trading in mid rangers and guys that you, I don't know, uh, like kind of like top of the position. That's kind of who I'm targeting. I'd rather go like a Nakora or a John Bateman or a um, Dave Fafita Kind of like target these guys that are at the top of the position versus a Liam Martin, who I think is probably outside the top, or definitely outside the top five, but possibly even outside the top ten for the position. So I'd be kind of holding off.
0: Yeah, I think he can. I think he can get to pretty high up like you look at his first two rounds that he played before his injury he scored a 62 and a 50 so he can be a pretty he does have a high ceiling for sure and even the last game where he came back and played 60 odd minutes he scored a 53 so he's he's there about in the conversation for one of these top edge spots but it's just hard to see his minutes at the moment, especially, you know, he's got origin and he's only just coming back from injury. The fact that he's going to um, have to back up and play on the weekend. We don't actually know how many minutes he's going to get. I think he's one to consider, but I just don't think he's one to go just yet, especially because he doesn't play around 19 either. Yeah. He'll be an origin. I
1: so, yeah. I think definitely for that reason, you should be holding off, but then I think even still, there's just so many good edges. Um, I don't know, like a, Colin Matungi, like a Frizzell, like a Wilton, like a Hudson Young. I think these are all guys that I prefer over Liam Martin still. Scott Sorensen. Oh, wow. Okay. Personally, like I guess you're getting a discount. It could get up to this, you know, get up, you know, a few hundred K and kind of compete with these other guys. But I think, you know, in a, if you're asking me who's going to score more points out of Liam Martin and like a uh, Teat Wilton going forward, I'd be betting on Teat Wilton versus uh, Liam Martin.
0: Wow. Okay. That is something I did not expect from you. I think Martin will easily outscore Wilton. I think he's probably going to average between 50 and 55 once he d- does go back to playing, you know, 80 minutes uh, post-origin for sure. But so fair Wilton's enough.
1: He's been doing all year. Oh, I don't know about
0: that. He's been a bit up and down, but uh, I think, uh, yeah, I think, well, Martin's obviously got the the Panthers X factor as well. The fact that he's got more chance to get attacking stats, uh, playing off the shoulder of Cleary and Luai. But then again, Wilton has Hines as well, so he's probably got that option too. Uh, fair enough. We can differ in this. That's fine. But uh, I think Martin, definitely an option to consider, but uh, you're thinking otherwise. Fair.
1: Yeah, clashing heads. We haven't done it for a while. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, I don't um, think we've had this big of a discrepancy with a player before, but yeah, fair enough. To their it's own, good. I guess.
1: Spice.
0: Uh, question from Adam uh, Dylan Lucas, is he a must buy?
1: I don't think he's a must buy. Uh, we kind of talked about him a little bit before. Definitely interesting. And he could be one of these guys that, uh, you know, we look back on him four or five weeks, we're like, far out. Why didn't we get on? Dylan Lucas is now, like, 500k. But um, I just think there's risk involved there. Lockie Fitzgibbon must have, like, pictures of the coach or something, some kind of blackmail going on because he keeps getting in this team. So, yeah, I think he's going to come back in next week when he's, you know, hopefully covered from that concussion he's got. Chance Dylan Lucas could be on the bench and kind of keep making cash that way. It just coming off the interchange, but yeah, not one for me. Yeah,
0: I agree. And the, the likelihood, even if, you know, he holds a starting spot, the likelihood of him holding an 80 minute starting spot, especially with Frizzell, you know, Fitzgibbon, Hetherington around, I just don't think it's, it's there, unfortunately. Uh, question from Jaden, uh, is Buller to Bird a good
1: trade? Nah, a little bit risky, I think. I'd be weighing the sea on bird, and I think Buller's a pretty pretty good hold. Loads of folks in the top 100, 1,000. I think he's pretty much the most popular owned player at this point. I'm happy to just go with the crowd on this one, and um, yeah,
0: yep, fair enough. I think hold Buller is the is the consensus at this point. Uh Another question about a few players which, you know, we haven't really spoken about too much but are a bit contentious this week. Uh, what to do with Tarpany, Liero, and Totola? Let's start with Tarpani first, you know, back to the front row where he only scored 40 just before the bye. Uh, what are your thoughts around him?
1: What are my thoughts? Annoyed. Why did I bring him in a couple of weeks ago? Like I, I thought, oh, I've seen this before. Joe Tarpani. you know, hitting 70s at lock. Is this the point where he kickstarts kick the season? Thought so. Um, but he's been pretty average since I've brought him in. At 40 last week, really. Or the week before, really hurt. So... But I think he's still hold, like... Uh, you know, 51 the week before. He's not getting those lock minutes. But to be fair, when he got them, he didn't look that great either, I thought. So... This could be the same story for Joe Tarping as the season progresses. I hope not. But uh, for me, I definitely can't afford to trade him out this week. And I think even if I could, I'd be holding.
0: Yeah, I think he's a hold to at least round 19, and then you can make your decision for the run home, whether you keep him or upgrade him to a Haas or you know an, a Yo or a big big uh, minute forward at that point. What about Loyero?
1: Yeah, Loyero is a tricky one as well. I've been pretty happy with him. I've had him at various points in draft, but he got 28 points in his last outing. Uh, I think it's kind of a similar position. Like, if you need him for this week, I think a lot of people will be stuck with him. And um, I guess he got 23 the week before as well. So two kind of average scores right there, even though he's playing 80 minutes i still be tempted to hold. I would back him to, to get back to form this week and go 40-plus against Manly. But, yeah, I think he's a luxury seller if you've got the trades and, yeah, can do that.
0: Fair. Yeah, I think I would be selling him. But, yeah, he does give you an extra number this week. So it's a bit hard. It's very team-dependent there. And to Tola. Tola, yeah, he's... I kind of
1: tipped him to to do some really big things when, when Cam Murray was out for those weeks, he's been, uh, he's been solid, but (laughs) hasn't, um, you know, blown anyone away. I think, yeah, same story. I'll be holding just back in the talent and hopefully that, you know, he comes back and hits some like 50 pluses that we know he can get. Um, Well, we know he can get, but he hasn't got one this season. So hopefully he can get one. You know, they got guys like Jai Arrow that are still going to be out until like round 20-ish and things like that. So he's still got the opportunity in this pack. You'd imagine Camp Murray has a, um, you know, reduced minutes game when he, if he plays uh, this week as well. So I think there's still potential for him.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I, I mean, he's scoring 40, so it's not terrible. But yeah, you you still want to be getting 50-plus from a mid um... But he's an extra number this week, so I wouldn't be he's not the biggest fire in most people's teams, I'd say, at the moment. Uh, question from Kirsty. Who's a good replacement for Robson? And should I stay with Edwards at winger fullback? Well, I don't think you need to sell Robson this week, right? Like we're we're probably saying that he gets, you know, five, ten minutes for New South Wales and and plays for the Cowboys this week.
1: I hope he gets more than that. I think he'll get more than Nico Hines did at least. Um, I think there was some chat he might even start the game. I hope they use Cook at the start and then, you know, play Robson for 20, 30, but you never know free fitler. What's he going to do? He might play in the centers when um, Tommy Turbo gets <laughs> a HIA. Don't know, but uh, yeah, I'd be happy to keep Robson. I think you're kind of ideal hookers after round 19. You want cook or grant i don't mind Jerry marshall king as well if you need someone for this round 19 by he's coming off that ac uh that shoulder injury so a little bit risky but yeah i think those four are the ones you kind of want long term and then there's some other guys like hands like Simkin, like Turpin, who you can kind of plug in there if you need as well and edwards Oh, Edwards Deadwood's. Um, I'd be hanging on to him for sure. Uh, I guess he was a little bit lackluster last week. I really considered bringing him in, but he's been pretty solid all year. He's going to have a pretty solid run home, especially once Cleary and all the troops are back and origins finished. So I'd be holding.
0: Yep. Fair enough. Right. Oh, uh, that covers off most of the questions. Um, we'll try to answer some of the other questions that have come through just through our Instagram page, um, because there is quite a lot of them this week and a lot of them we've kind of already touched on. Um, But yeah, thanks again, Josh. Uh, Good luck for round 17. Hopefully not too much luck. I'm just hoping to kind of catch you somehow.
1: So we'll see how we go. Yeah. Maybe if you score an extra 500 points to me this week, you might be close. So, um, with 15
0: players, I don't think that's going to happen, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, hopefully, towards the back end of the year, you know, round 24, 25, I might get there. Fingers. Yeah. When it.
1: I run out of trades in round 21, you might have me. But yeah, that's my best chance,
0: to be honest. <laughs> Righto. We'll see everyone again next week. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Footy Brains podcast. Please follow us at Footy Brains Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And if you'd like to further support us and what we do you can do so through Patreon. All links are in our socials bio or through the link tree in the episode description. Good luck, and we'll see you next week.